1: I had a wicked thought as I was preparing for today. Um, I was going to ask everyone to change the seats you're sitting in. (laughs) Uh Can you feel the adrenaline? (laughs) Bodies do not like to change. yeah so yeah I thought you could imagine that and it would be good enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we have this the, yeah, whole realm of feelings and experiences around change and and then we have this abstraction out here it's called transformation right uh, when I was first starting to study cybernetics that's information stuff. Um, (laughs) I was given the word transform as part of what we were doing. We were transforming things and we were transforming the kind of information that was moving from one place to another. And my shorthand for it was X form. X form, transform. And I played with that over the years because X form, crossing it out, right? I'm crossing out the form that was to allow everything new. A new form, right? Hmm. So to cross out the old form, well, that's why we get scared, (laughs) right? Emma Hopkins teaches us that as we begin to live by new principles, all of the structures that were held in place by the old belief system start to come unglued. And the world seems to fall apart. And sometimes our bodies seem to do the same <laughs> Right as We are allowing new principles, new beliefs, new understandings, new ways of thinking and being to replace them. There is this stage that my daughter calls butterfly soup. It's that stage in the cocoon that I call the yuck, (laughs) right? All it is is a mass of protein jelly. When it's in the cocoon, after the caterpillar has let go of the old form, and the DNA is beginning to work into what are our new cell structures, and what of our new cells, are how they're going to combine, and a new structure comes into place. And if you were to cut open a cocoon at that stage, that's all you'd find is jelly. No caterpillar, no butterfly. Isn't that interesting? Butterfly soup. She actually wrote a little book about how to get through that stage. (laughs) But if, if we're willing to go through that stage, everything is new. And if we're not willing, it feels pretty dreadful. It feels pretty awful. Oh, it's terrible. Everything's falling apart. I can't stand it. I've only heard that once or twice. <sighs> and it has to. It must. And I, when I say must, I'm not saying should or ought. I'm saying it can't not happen. It can't not happen. It must happen. Because there is one constant in the universe. Can anyone tell me what it is? Yes! (laughs) Love underlies that whole process. (laughs) And when I remember that, All right? Love is constant throughout all that is. But the universe is matter. And matter is constantly changing form, which is why the Hindus call it Maya. It means changing, plastic, manipulable. Maya. It doesn't mean an illusion. All right? The British guys who were first trying to to figure out what India was all about had some strange ideas. so we're having to undo those things we were taught about Sanskrit and Hinduism. So everything in form is constantly changing. And yet, the moment I say, how about just changing your seats, <laughs> the body kicks in with what? You want me to do what? <laughs> Change? <laughs> oh. yes. Well, how am I going to do it? Where am I going to go? What's the plan? <laughs> right? That's one direction. Or, oh, uh, I'm going into freeze, freeze. <laughs> <Right? sighs> yes. The body is doing that because our culture has trained the brain to think that change is a source or a way, thing to be afraid of. It is associated change and fear. We have been trained to do it because it allows control if everyone will stay in their nice little box and do what they've been taught to do, right? Well, fortunately, there have always been places like this where we can learn that the box is an illusion. (laughs) It really is. It's not even Maya. (laughs) It is truly illusory. And that's what I love about the songs, right? And there was one that I was listening to on my way in. What if I could fly? What if I just right now started to fly? What if I gave away this notion, if I let go of this notion that I have to be here doing this now? Now, some of us have been through, shall we say, medical crises (laughs) because we were in a box. And in order to get out of the medical crisis, we had to get out of the box. And we had to stop allowing ourselves to be put in boxes. So we begin the process. All right, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. And no, I don't care what you say. I can do this, right? We begin that process. And the world begins to come unglued, because we're not staying in the old structure. So the old structure has to fall apart in order for something new to emerge. There is an idea that was developed by a forest ecologist, a man named Holling, C.S. Holling. And the term is panarchy. And it looks like an infinity symbol. We all know the infinity symbol, right? Right. And it is. It's an infinite process. But it's one that goes over and over and over and over. It's not always happening in the same spot. Because the one constant in the material universe is? Right. So it's never going to be the same every time. It's going to be a little different each time. So in panarchy, the process starts, he was a forest guy, so the process starts with seeds. right? So we have a little seed over here. And the little seed begins to sprout. And then it sends out roots. And then it sends out leaves. And then it starts to interact with other things in the world around it. And then it starts to form community with other things around it. And we all know, I think a lot of people are hearing about fungal hyphae in the forest floor and the communication around trees. And and then we have seeds, and we have minerals coming in, and we have all kinds of insects and birds contributing. And it grows, and it gets stronger. And some of you may know that when they tried to create an artificial um, living environment for for humanity, and they, they built this bubble, this big dome, and they had some people living in there, they planted trees, but the trees never formed any bark. And the reason they never formed any bark is there wasn't any wind for them to push against to begin to build the structure that allowed them to become solid forms. Isn't that cool? Yeah? So there is this need to interact with others and to feel those environmental pressures, right? And they help us grow, and we get stronger, and we start interacting more and more, and we build more and more structure into our system as an individual tree or as a forest. We get more and more structure. And this applies to every human body and every organization and every community and every nation. So it's a model that works across all living systems. And we get more and more structure. And there's environmental pressures. There's changes in temperature, and water, and wind, and all that good stuff. And the tree, and the forest, and the organization are all doing just fine. And they figure, oh, we can add this, and we can add this, and we can put on more of this, and we get bigger, and we can interact more. And then one day, Just a normal thing happens, and the whole system goes chaotic. (laughs) It's chaos. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Not only is everything falling apart, I can't figure out what a thing, where anything is, or how to go, or where's my plan. Right? Uh, All right. And... If I hang on to how it was, I'm going to hang out in that chaos a long time. Mm -hmm. Every organization, every community, every tree that insists on being what it was after this critical fluctuation, is the technical term, is going to be in that chaotic state as long as they keep reaching back. In the process of growing and developing, there is always a seed. A bunch of seeds, actually, of possibilities for the future. And if I can allow myself to discover and focus on that seed, guess what happens? I start the cycle at a new level, (laughs) right? And the moment I shift from focusing on what was and wishing that what was was still happening, ah, and start focusing on the seed that is here, the chaos ends. It is no longer the full catastrophe to courts over the Greek. So this process. Of becoming is what we are all doing all of the time. It usually happens in tiny little ways in various subsystems in the body or in our relationships or in our workplace or in our family life. You know, just graduating from high school, graduating from kindergarten <laughs> is a panarchy situation. <laughs> 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 Yes. <laughs> Holmes said that nature will not let us stay in one place too long. He said she will let us stay just long enough to gather the experience necessary to the unfolding and advancement of the soul. Ah. <sighs> We've been taught that nature is out there, and my soul is in here. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) One of the joys of this kind of a place and this congregation is we know that soul and nature are totally, inextricably intertwined. Yes? Yes. (sighs) So when the world out there says, You know that old structure isn't working anymore. (laughs) And it will say that because I haven't been listening to my thoughts that have been telling me that, right? I have to wait till the world does. (laughs) (laughs) Then I, I have a couple of options. I can consciously plant the new seed. And consciously focus on its development. Or... I can allow the catastrophic event to happen and the chaos to happen and go through the chaos (laughs) and finally let it go. Let the past go. Allow what is trying to happen to happen. Now some of us who have gone through pregnancy know this feeling. (laughs) And some of us have done it the other way. (laughs) We've planned it, we've focused on it, and we've allowed it, right? So it's the same kind of thing. It's called panarchy. And pan means all. Anarchy means rule. So it's all ruling. It's the one power and the one presence. Yes? Yes. Yes? Yeah. So we have been taught to think that change is not something that is good for us. And yet, we couldn't possibly be alive if we weren't experiencing change. And we wouldn't be spiritual beings having a human experience if we weren't allowing transformation. That is the form that we are temporarily occupying for this particular experience, to dissolve and a new form to emerge. And that form may be the body, it may be the relationship, it may be the organization, it may be the community, it may be the nation we live in, it may be any number of things, and it may be our beloved planet Earth who is going through a transformation. And we are contributing to that process because it is all one. It's not Earth there and me here, right? I am a part of what Earth is. So as I am shifting and changing, I am going to experience nature shifting and changing in, through, and around me. And as nature is doing that, it's going to help carry me through my shifting and changing. And together, we are transforming. The human experience. This is what is going on in the world today. But if I hang on to the past, what's going to happen? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) But If I can see the seeds of what is emerging, if I can focus on the possibilities that are present in this time now, If I can facilitate and nourish those seeds,
0: wow.
1: And that is what we are being called as spiritual beings in a human experience on this beautiful planet Earth to be and do now. And it's incredibly powerful. If I allow the chaos thing, I feel like a victim that as I'm nurturing the seed, I am empowered. And as I allow that to be in alignment with the processes that are how nature works, that is the figure eight infinite cycle of panarchy, ah, yes. And that's why we come in community to share. The one mind, the one soul, the one beingness that is in and through all that is. And then something else begins to happen because that seed is not just a material seed. It's not just that people are going to be living in new ways and different ways. It's all going to be new. It's all going to be different. And if I hang on to the past, it's going to be rough. But it's also what's going on in my beingness. Our beingness, our shared beingness, our knowingness, our love, will be functioning at a whole new level. That seed has been planted in each and one of every one of us. Yes, every one of us. the love that is manifesting in and through and as each and every one of us in whole new ways, and the wisdom that is becoming more and more available to us as we focus on its emerging presence in our lives and in our worlds. This is going to guide and lead and, oh wow, unfold in incredible ways over the next basically one generation. We are there. We are it. We are those seeds. And we come together to nurture and nourish each other and to support each other in this process and to remind ourselves to let go of what was, (laughs) because it's all new. It's going to be new, yes? Yes, we know that our thoughts have creative power. And so we're going to intentionally, consciously choose to think, not distress about the past. But joyous expectancy about what is unfolding in this moment now, in us, through us, And as us, as our lives, our world, our beingness is being transformed and life as we know it is going to be so much richer. It is here and now already. I can feel it. I can see it. And I know that you know it. For so it is.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org, Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.